You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. I'm Arvind Parthiban, and I'll be your host for today. And I have a very special guest, Esther Doish. And I think I pronounced it right. <laughs> so Esther is the operations manager for RCS Professional Services and MSP based out of New York. She's been with RCS for almost six years, and she also runs a marketing peer group for fellow MSPs. I'm really curious to get some inside information of what all they know and what they do in these communities. Without further ado, I would want to introduce and welcome Esther Doyce. Hi, Esther. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Quickly, I don't know if I've given all the context and introduction about you, like a few words you want to add if I missed anything. I think you hit it on the nose. I'm Esther. I work with managed service provider here at New York City. It's called RCS Professional Services. We're based in New York and Atlanta, Georgia. Perfect. So let me jump right into it, right? So the pandemic has changed a lot of things and I just wanted to quickly check with you on how was your life before pandemic and after pandemic? What what changed both professional and personal? Sure, the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> so prior to the pandemic, we definitely, well, I was working in a physical office. I was doing one or two days a week at home, but the shift has mostly been in going from one or two days at home to no days in the office and completely working from home. I think I'm one of the lucky ones that I work in a technology company where, you know, we already, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but we already kind of had the ability to work from home. You know, we just liked being able to be surrounded by coworkers. So we didn't. (laughs) So, but it's definitely been a big shift, just getting used to being home. I'm the kind of person who, even if I could work from home, wants to not work from home. So working from home all the time without having a choice to do so has definitely been a big shift, both personally and at my, at my job. Perfect. So quickly, what exactly is your role? Like, how is your like day-to-day? What is that you do day-to-day? Like quickly, uh, two minutes about it. <laughs> sure. Technically, my role is operations manager. I do a couple of different things, mostly related to operations and business development, sales and marketing, some HR. <laughs> so a little bit, a little bit of everything, but mostly on the sales and development side of things here. Nice. So it's like pretty much jack of all trades. So you take care of multiple things. So nice. So I'm sure your business development, when you say getting a new business and all, all these would have changed, right? So usually we, we go for an event, we have our own set of customers, prospects, pipeline and stuff. Now that things have changed, everybody's sending emails, everybody are trying to get more customers in the non-conventional way of sending emails and trying to reach out to LinkedIn. How did you adapt your game? Yeah, so we've definitely trans well, I said pivoted everything to go from in-person meetings to online. And though it's a similar sort of sales process, it's a little bit different doing it virtually and just trying to, especially because we're in the service industry. So it's already sometimes more of a experience than a physical product that you're selling. So it's something that takes some time and energy to figure out how to translate that into a digital environment. Personally, I'm somebody who loves crowds and loves events. So again, that's also a personal challenge for me to figure out how to quote unquote connect with people online. But it's been a challenge, but also a great opportunity. It's been a lot of fun. I've definitely met some amazing people. I think some people 
who maybe I wouldn't have met previously because they may not have been as active in networking or just stick with their own crowd. But now that you don't have that option to just go to the same networking event every day, yeah. <laughs> at least physically, <laughs> I've been able to connect with, with more people. So it's definitely a little bit different, but also okay. interesting and fun and exciting just in a different way. Nice, nice. So uh, a little curious how your team is structured, like just for a person like me, I'm a MSP vendor. So I just am curious, like your responsibilities as in how your team structure, what kind of operations you guys provide sure. would be a little insightful. Yeah. Sure. So we're about 18 employees and some contractors. We are based here in New York City and then also in Atlanta, Georgia. A lot of our support and technical team is in Atlanta. Our executive team and administrative team primarily, as well as some tech team is here in New York City. <laughs> so we have clients in both areas. And ironically, what's funny is that although we're a tech company and we could service anywhere in the world today, we choose to only service Tri-State New York and Atlanta, Georgia, because we strongly believe in in-person component just for the relationship aspect of it and being able to interact with our clients physically. So it's, it's kind of funny and ironic in this environment that that's the case, but it's still the way it is. It's interesting. Actually, I've spoken to a few of the MSPs and most of the time when I talk to them, they tell me this, right? Like I am from this city and I take care of this region. It's kind of territorial. Like I, I've seen this from many. And so I have this interesting question for you, right? So New York, uh, there are a lot of MSPs in the tri-state area and everybody have their own expertise. I'm sure they come with their own expertise and you have your own uh, set of unique selling points, right? So how do you stand out in this large noise of so many MSPs in this region? Absolutely. I think our number one, there's a couple of ways I can answer that question, but I think it's really at the end of the day, our mindset and approach where it's very much focused on the end user and the customer experience more than the actual tech product. That's not to say that the technology expertise isn't there, but that combined with the customization that we provide for our clients because of our size and their size, as well as the experience for them, you know, the high level of process documentation combined with our people and how we do it. That really is what sets us apart. I think it's what keeps people coming back. I feel like, you know, as a managed service provider, the tickets aren't being responded to or customers aren't getting what they need. It's going to, you're very quickly going <laughs> to fall. There's no yeah. room for error. And, you know, if that's what people are paying for, then that's what they deserve to get. So I would say that's kind of what, what sets us apart. And then one of the things we measure to determine our success as a company is our client retention rate. And I've been in the company almost seven years, which is close to our retention rate of seven years. And that really is actually higher. It just reflects one or two companies who closed or after a short amount of time. So it's important to us to, you know, keep our clients happy. It's like the most important thing and make sure that they're well taken care of and that they are working seamlessly. And really that we don't, they don't know that we exist, that we're kind of in the back, the back end of things and that they don't see us at all because they're just able to do what they need to do without worrying. So nice. that's really our, our goal. Yeah. If you're listening to Superpod, the No Filter MSP show, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us bring more amazing guests, improve discoverability, and more importantly, acts as a push for our team to produce more quality interviews. Tweet or send us a screenshot of your review and we have a surprise gift coming your way. One last question in this MSP as your business, and then we'll move on to your marketing PR group question. How is your tech stack? Like, has it always helped you win more business? Like tech stack has been a key reason or is it more about people and how the way you do business? And has tech stack been a reason for winning and retaining business? 
The answer is absolutely yes. Again, I think just the technology without the people and process is useless, just yep. like the people and process without the right technology is also useless. And I think that's exactly what the role of an MSP is, is to yep. figure out what each business needs in all those areas and kind of bring it together for them and educate and train the end users on how technology can help them, but also how the people and process fit in. It's sort of a bit of each. And I think that's key in getting both right. <laughs> I've learned even in our own, you know, and in our own experiences that technology is amazing and it makes your life so much easier. Before working at RCS, I don't know if I would have been so quick to jump on new technology. Now I see like, oh my God, I could stop <laughs> doing that all day myself manually. Like it's amazing how, how it amazes me every day. But at the same time, I also learned how you could have the most robust piece of software. But if you're not trained on how to do it, you're, yeah. it's kind of so, <laughs> You know, I've been hearing about this buzzword for a while now, AI and IoT is going to like take over MSP space and everybody are talking about it. So mm -hmm. what do you think? Is that going to be the next wave or is it just a buzzword? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like a little of each. I, I haven't seen it take over the world yet, but listen, fingers crossed. I, I'll be there when it does. So <laughs> <laughs> next right. episode, I'll say it. We'll see. Next episode, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Right. So I also found an interesting information about you that you not only are part of this marketing peer group, but you run the peer group, marketing peer group. So what happens there? Like, do you guys exchange notes? What's the peer group all about? <laughs> so it's, it's a lot of fun. It actually, it's a group of about 12 MSPs from around the world. We have uh, representatives from Canada, really all over the world. It's amazing. And we get together prior to COVID, we were actually getting together in person at each other's offices. So I was flying all over and we would meet for like a two day intensive and we would just basically get together. Usually everybody would take a minute to like reintroduce themselves, talk about their company a little bit, their revenue, what their goals are, what was working for them, their best practices from a marketing standpoint, previous quarter, what they're doing next quarter. And then we just rapid fire each other. Like who's using this? What tools do you nice. like? How's it working? How much money is it? Are they giving you what you asked for? Which vendor for security? You know, just all the good stuff. And just having that objective, and I say objective because it's coming from a peer rather than the vendor themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to mention before too, and it ties right in that that's the same with our company. You know, some MSPs have an approach where they sell their own, let's say, phone system. Our approach has always been to be vendor agnostic and basically leverage other vendors and have a bunch of them in our portfolio so that when we go to a certain customer, it's not, oh, we sell this vendor, so this is the one you need. You know, a lot of software companies will give you their solution to fix a problem that maybe doesn't need tech at all or needs a different piece of tech because that's what they're making money on. So whereas with us, it's like we want to be able to have all the options and based off of what you need and what's best for you, sometimes it's spending more money, sometimes it's spending less and consolidating. But it's just similar to the peer group where it's like, just hearing, you know, what actually works and what's beneficial and what's worth the money and what's not. And sharing representative information has been invaluable. So. Nice. No, I'm also part of a similar group, but it is more like a SaaS ecosystem, startup founders, pretty much exchanging notes. And I've got one of my best advices on how to run company because like, it's not like I've done this multiple times before. We're all figuring it out together. And it's nice to have peer feedback and opinion. So yeah, this, absolutely. What is your best advice? What is the best advice you got from that group? Hmm. If you can share. That's a good question. I don't know if it's so much one thing as much as just realizing that there's no, there's no like one answer that's going to like help you become the next best. You know, it's, it's, I've learned that it's a combination yeah. of things. It's finding the right 
measurements of each thing and a little bit of each and not giving up. And just like, just the support, the support of my fellow peers there has been like amazing. As far as best piece of advice, that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, I would say it's more just the overall like mindset and just the reminder not to give up and that it's, you know, everything's normal. (laughs) Growing is painful, but it's good. And that's just how it is, you know? Understood. No, I, just because we are talking about peer support groups, right? So I've been asking this question to many MSP owners and MSP individuals. And given that the time is also that we're all in home, the stress is real, right? So I've been hearing a lot about the mental health during these kind of times and also mental health as a MSP community. You are a people person. You talk to a lot of people. You run community groups. Like I wanted to understand your opinion about mental health as a topic for MSPs and community and how we can overcome it as a community and ecosystem together. So your experience in it? Sure. I think that's such a great question. Definitely passionate about mental health. I don't know if I mentioned previously, but I'm actually a social worker myself. So mental health is is first and foremost in my, on my radar. And I think that, I think that first I'll say that pre-pandemic mental health and mental health of our employees is number one. It's just that the pandemic helped maybe to bring some of it to light and make people more aware of how important it is. And I think that we all know that happy employees means happy customers. And that the reality is that as much as I want to be helping every customer every, every moment, that our employees are the ones who are really delivering that excellent service and at the front and front line of what we're delivering. <laughs> so mental health is everything. I think for me, it's definitely been a challenge just to learn how to sort of structure my day. Again, like you said, I am a very social person. I love crowds. I love being around my coworkers. I miss the physical in-person connection. I know I'm not alone in that sense, but I'm learning how to make it work remotely, how to figure out how to take breaks when I need to, how to get out, maybe how to switch some of my work schedule so I can get out for an hour from eight to nine and then work, you know, instead of till five until six or something like that. And just, I think for every person, like anything, it's different and you have to know yourself and what works for you and figure out how to incorporate that into whatever work structure you're, you're already in. But it's not easy. You know, it's, it's definitely much harder than it, than it sounds. I think there's a lot of people doing it, though, also. And that's the other thing, just to reach out for support to the people around you. I know we've had a couple of like virtual happy hours and events for our employees to connect virtually. And again, no one's saying it replaces the in-person. Yep. But it's certainly a great way to stay sane <laughs> during this time. But again, we're going to look back and we're going to be so happy that we did whatever we did, whatever connections we made, which might even be stronger than those that were taking place in person just because of the nature of the circumstances. And I actually run another networking group called In This Together. And that's really the truth. You know, it's it's almost sad, but nice that it's something that we all are experiencing together. So on that end, there's a lot of opportunity for peer-to-peer support. And I think that the most important is to leverage that and or whatever you feel helps you, you know, stay stay productive and happy. So. You know, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you first and tell to people who are listening. And it's the most important thing is to come out and share. And there are people like Esther who are there to listen and support you. And you're not alone. That's the point we wanted to make it in this podcast that it's very important that you share, share it. And there are community people who are giving their valuable time to support their fellow MSPs. And I'm really, really, on behalf of the MSP community, I really want to thank you and your communities for doing this. And we want to give a big shout out to people 
who are brave enough to come and share and we would want to do something in this line and whatever way possible super ops and super pod will be helping in future oh, thank you thank you for having okay. me and initiating and i have a rapid fire round for you right this is going to be oh, fun yeah. so i'm going to ask more <laughs> questions about uh, you and your son right so are you ready for the rapid fire round oh yeah bring it on awesome what is your biggest msp pet peeve and it's supposed to be rapid oh my biggest pet peeve <laughs> I think it's biggest pet peeve. There's so many. No, I'm kidding. I think it's just having people maybe market themselves one way, but then deliver something different when it comes to service. Makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. So are you an Apple or an Android person? Both. <laughs> More uh, Android. More Android. Don't okay. hate me. <laughs> Which event do you miss the most? Like you tend to attend events? Uh, Our... fish networking group we had a networking event for fish fans fish is a oh. band and that's because our leadership jeffrey our ceo and norman our cio our leadership team are big fish fans and okay. i know that i miss networking events that we used to do of those sort but not as much as they miss the shows so <laughs> understood all right so what is the one place where you go for information for msp marketing or any any msp information can be a blog or a podcast which is which is your favorite resource That's a great question. I follow a lot of cybersecurity. That's a big a big big thing for us now especially with employee with companies working from home and remote remote workforces. So a lot of cybersecurity publications. I'm not sure if I remember what offhand. I get a couple of resources from MSP501. It's called Panel Futures. And I also just follow Forbes and because I also love to read about culture and leadership. So Forbes and Harvard Business Review, anything I can get my hands on basically. Nice. And last but one, which is your favorite restaurant in New York? Ooh, there's so many. <laughs> so many. Actually, I actually haven't been to New- in in New York in a long time, so let's see what's what's still around. I love vegan food, so there's a great cafe called Peace Food. So that's a good one. And last question is if you were to nominate or recommend a guest for our show, the next guests, if you were to recommend somebody, who will it be and why? I think I would nominate Jerome Samuel. He's works at an MSP as well and is super knowledgeable on the cybersecurity side of things and I think that there's a large gap there between what people know and don't know as far as the risk and potential reward of being protected so so I definitely recommend recommend him. Newly noted. Esther, it's been really really great having you. I can't believe the Likewise. time just flew so quickly <laughs> and thank you so much for being on the podcast and for all the listeners please follow and listen to superpod the no filter msp show thank Thanks you so much for having me thank you take care be safe